evening, everybody. It's Friday night. It's kind of nine o'clock. Welcome to the G What's on Joe Mine team stream. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. Kind of an empty house tonight. Oh, hello. Kind of a real empty house tonight. Joe hit the wrong button. But uh, Joe Colton is on assignment tonight. Uh, the honcho will be joining us very shortly. And joining us finally in the team stream tonight, it's Joe Slepsky, ladies Hey! Joe on Joe Podcast. I got momentarily disconnected. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I appreciate it. It's no trouble, my friend. What what button did you hit? What, what did you well, do? I hit login because I was going to try to get active in the comments, and I think I have to be logged in in order to comment. I may maybe yeah i don't know i don't yeah so i was you know so listen i'm just you're just getting me then mike you're getting my full attention you should you should be able to to go in the comments if you hit the little word balloon that says comments up in the top corner of the screen yeah uh -uh. you should be able to comment from there yeah we'll figure it out no big deal listen you got me live baby i guess i mean it's uh it's one of those things i guess you like the guy like they said in the in the comments there. No, man, just wanted a bigger intro. I did. There you go. <laughs> Mission accomplished, Joe Slepsky. Mission accomplished. Yeah, and I'm going to do it again this time, and I'll have a mask. Mission Impossible mask. <laughs> it'll be a lifelike rubber mask. You bust, bust it off, and it'll be... And underneath, Henry Golding. Hello. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're here. This is the world-famous, or soon-to-be world-famous... Review episode of Snake Eyes GI Joe Origins. Better, you better get world famous fast, right? Real fast. Right. Clock is clock is ticking. We'll 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 go into that a little bit later on. <laughs> you had, a couple of weeks ago, you had an interesting experience with the movie. You got to see it in one of those sneak preview shows that we talked I did. about. Uh, you were because you're out in in La La Land. You are out under the stars. Correct. Um, and you got to be in the theater for the premiere with the star of the show. With the star of the show, that is correct. Samara Weaving was in the house. Oh, hey, that she, was, that would be, I am a fan, but she may be only... She, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, Henry Golding showed up, which was great. And he was super awesome. Uh, he came out before, uh, during... Um, I wouldn't call it a red carpet, but like the little intro area. They had a little green screen set up. We could all take photos. And, and he was mingling out there, meeting a ton of people, taking a ton of pictures. And introduced the movie samara weaving did come out and say hello i don't think she stuck around for it because uh, we saw him afterwards and he did a quick little meet and greet again afterwards uh, we we never saw her again so i'm not sure if she stuck around but um yeah he was great very nice very kind very very upbeat you know um absolutely wanted to be there you know which is which is great I would hope so. I mean, he's a, he's you, a you, big you, break right there. Yeah, it's a huge break for him, you know. And and for all you say about the movie, he's he's pretty likable in this. You know, you don't you don't come away from this going, I don't want to see another Henry Golding vehicle. Yeah, no the 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 problems with Snake Eyes, and again, we'll talk about the movie itself in just a few minutes as as Mark slowly gets himself uh, <laughs> signed into the system here. I just got a text from him signing in now. Okay, man. <laughs> All right, we're, we'll we'll stall for stall for time. <laughs> hey, Paul Paul Sidaway, thanks for somehow, joining, man. He's somehow doing this through the text. Paul, you won uh, you won one of my Snake Eyes contests, I believe. And he's going to defend Samara Weaving, even though we're yeah. not. Yeah. Oh I, no, I think she's great. Yeah, she's great. She should have been in the movie more. I really actually I really wish she was. In the, she that intro was dope. That was really great. Yeah, I mean, she got to. Whip the crap out of what? Half dozen guys? Yeah. 
Yeah, you can't ask for a better intro than that. Than actually. It was awesome. And casually walk. I mean, when was the last time you casually walked out of a, a airplane bathroom? Usually you're fleeing in terror from what you left behind. Right. I mean, when's the last time I personally kicked the crap out of six guys in an airport bathroom? Maybe that. Maybe I can't talk about that. No, I wouldn't talk about that on a live stream. But for normal people, you know, no. No, it, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, there we go. We're finally we're finally ready. Joining us now, the That's King right. of Newark. The hey. King of Newark. What's up? The Honcho. How you doing, Joe? I'm gonna say hi great. to Joe first. Yeah, great. Great, great to see, see you again. I don't see you as much. Mike is old hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all right. I don't know. Uh, do you want me to leave and make another come entrance just to make it special again? No, 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 no. I'm the new okay. I'm the guest. I'm the new guy, whatever you guys want. Sweet. I love it. I love it. But uh, Mark, you're on the you're on the road this week. You're in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, it's lovely. We got a third floor view. It's gorgeous at night. <laughs> Any Sopranos floating around? Probably Here's a for you, Joe. Oh, uh, good. I am going to be I am going to be at the Pasadena Joe Show on Sunday. Look for me. I'm a guy that looks just like me, and I'm wearing a Joe on Joe face mask. Yeah, so be sure that's Phil Donnelly is a guy who looks just like Phil Donnelly in the picture there. He'll be on the lookout for him. He'll probably have some kind of Disney shirt on. He kind of looks like Biff McConkey Dog to me, but whatever. A little bit. (laughs) You know, I've never seen the two of them in the same place at the same time. So there's there's a strong possibility that they are one and the same. Paul, I'm glad you got your poster. Awesome. Those are I sent out uh, some Snake Eyes posters direct from the premiere we were talking about they were like embossed and special edition kind of a thing uh toilet teal my wife uh was smart enough on the way out to grab a stack wait a minute your wife's name is what toilet teal on my show we give everyone code names but they're not like you know they're supposed to be fun code names so hers she chose she's the cobra cleaning lady and her name is toilet teal with like an apostrophe eel like toilet teal uh it's pretty great mine's old style uh, and, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we have fun with it. It's, it's meant to be that. And, uh, so yeah, Toilet Teal was there and she grabbed a stack. So Paul, Paul, you have, you have Toilet Teal to thank for that. She, she was smart enough to grab a bunch. Oh my God. He's, he's calling his wife Toilet Teal and somehow I'm the single one. Yeah. Hey, I'm not telling you, I'm telling Listen, you. Listen, she chose it. She I chose the moniker. Dude, chicks like the bad boy, man. And she said throughout throughout the whole movie, she kept watching just to make sure the toilets were clean in the movie. She wanted she wanted to see what kind of job, you know, what kind of cleaning job the uh, the, uh, the, the Scarlet. Uh, well, yeah, that's the, that's what I'm saying. She bought in the bathroom. She was looking for a cameo from Toilet Teal in that scene. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we've gone off the rails already. So I guess no nothing better to do. Let me go ahead and pull up my rundown. I don't think I've got anything else planned tonight. It's was a pretty light week in the way of yeah, pretty light week in the way of news. So uh, we'll just start right off with the official "What's on Joe Mind" review of Snake Eyes, GI Joe Origins. Are you ready, Mark Weber? Yeah, I mean I've had a couple weeks to prepare. Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes. Are you ready, that? Joe Slepsky? Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes. I'm all ready. Got my snake eyes hand cloth. 
You got your bib. And if you, yeah, and if you don't like Snake Eyes bib, you can go for a Storm Shadow bib. Either way, and then they gave, and then we got these dope, uh, dope never to be worn in public because you'll look like a weirdo. Uh, Snake Eyes reflective visor sunglasses. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I'd totally be down for those. I can't see past about this far in front of my face. That's so not I'm the glasses' fault, though. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm going <laughs> to replace them with these so I can see what's going on. Real deal. <laughs> you don't want to. You know, that, that Corey Hart business died a long time. Oh, back. absolutely. So we'll, what I've done is I've broken down some bullet points for the movie. And, and we'll just uh, we'll, we'll take them down in, in kind of a format. You guys are free to agree or disagree with each point, regardless of where I have them grouped. It's just, just a matter of making talking points so we can move things along. But uh, we'll start off with... That's right. We'll start off with the good. The good parts of Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. And, of course, uh, the, the picture there, that's Andrew Koji's action figure. And, frankly, he was the best part of this movie. He was uh, great. Yeah, I just... That, that depiction of Storm Shadow may be the, the best one outside of the, the original source material, uh, you know, across all the incarnations of G.I. Joe for me. Yeah, when you're... Uh... You know, when you're breaking down scripts and you're writing stories and you're figuring out who your protagonists are and your antagonists, uh, the only true protagonist in this movie is Storm Shadow. And, yeah. I, and I say that including Snake Eyes. Storm Shadow is the true pro protagonist of this film. Yeah. It had, yeah that, had they just swapped out him in the title, I'd still believe it. <laughs> right? right? Well, and that's what and we always go pro wrestling, sometimes earlier than later. But that's what makes the heel turn powerful, right? Because mm. you because you get it. Like the best villains are the ones you understand. Right, that's why right. Mag Magneto's always my favorite, right? Yeah. Like when so he the... finally when he finally had that moment when they denied him his birthright, basically. Right. And and he just snaps. And, and the, qu and the yeah. question would be then, when in the G.I. Joe movie universe are they going to give Storm Shadow a heel turn? Because he didn't have one in this movie. He was just the good guy. I mean, he heel turns a bit when he walks out on the Arashikage, right? And threatens I mean, Snake Eyes. Like, he heel turns pretty, pretty fiercely when he's sitting on the plane. Uh, I mean, uh, heel turn or did he get screwed over and was rightfully like, all right, I'm out. Is that a, well, can, is that a heel turn? Because they kind of screwed him. Well, yeah, but he, that's I that's what makes him I mean, a good I mean, I mean, I mm. mean. So I don't, the the, the Kage's are jerks. They're kind of jerks, sure. Because they screwed him over. But he I don't see him not, being screwed over. You what's that? I don't see him as being screwed over. Like they, they, lay out, they lay it out pretty plainly that the Arashikage have two jobs. And one is to guard that stone, and two is to never use it themselves. Don't yeah. use the nothing. Don't and use that right. Failed on one. Which was guard the stone. No, I, I well, well, that's a Kiko. That's a Kiko's. That's a Kiko's sure, job. Again, not entirely his fault. And he'd have been forgiven on that. Right, one. right. He on both. When he yeah. used stone to try and kill Kenta. So that right there, you have two jobs, and you just it's, do both of them. So, it sucks that he doesn't get a second chance. 
But all it, no, that- I know it's there. I, 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 of leading the clan. I know it's there. It's not told very well. It's a tell, not a show. And yes, we see, we see him use it, but they never showed us the consequences of using it. That third, the go jumping around a little bit in the conversation here, snake eyes third trial should have been a temptation to use that stone in some way, shape or form. I don't know what it would have been, but that stone should have been his third trial. Maybe he fails it. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But that stone should have been a part of the trial so that when Storm Shadow does, you know, fail, it means something. Because as it is, I, I, I get it. I understood. I know they said that and it made sense on paper, but it had zero emotional impact because he didn't kill the guy. The guy just finished destroying half half of the, you know, the, the, the whole temple, which looked really good the next day. Um <laughs> They didn't get the living room. Yeah, like like they didn't stick the land like they, they didn't stick the landing a lot, but like that that part of it, I just didn't I didn't buy it. Like they I, they say it and I get it, but I don't know. Yeah, like it's Snake, it. Snake Eyes the bad guy in his own movie. Yeah, yeah it does show it. some it shows some short sightedness on Storm Shadow's part to use the gem in a movie where you're not allowed to kill anyone of consequence. Right. Like wasn't wasn't gonna do any good, man. Like eh. Right. So again, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Yes, the Arashikaje were were big jerks for taking all his birthright away from him, <laughs> but he did fumble the ball on the two yard line there. So I, I true, true. I mean, yes, I know. On, pa- on paper, he wasn't. On paper, he wasn't supposed to use it. Yeah, uh, they're crummy bosses, and I wouldn't want to work there either. Yeah, but. it just it, it it from a film perspective, it would have been nice to see that that moral lesson. We should have seen what that moral lesson meant earlier in the movie. But to, to, to bring it instead, full instead circle, of three giant snakes, to bring it full circle and all the way back as the good, yeah, Koji was great, and this oh, was, a, was awesome. a really good depiction of the character. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, really, really great. Although his scar uh, was wild. That scar was wild, man. They obviously chopped up the narrative of of the scenes. Because that scar went like. Sometimes it was it it looked like it was three years old, and sometimes it looked like he just picked at it and it was bleeding. It was out of control. Kind of like uh, Snake Eyes's accent, in and out like Robin of Loxley. <laughs> in reverse, but yes. Ooh. So also in the good category, uh, the action was great. I remember leaning over to Racktime Rob and saying, well, they're getting started early on the butt kicking in this one uh, when they immediately rolled into the, the fish boy scene that we saw in all the trailers. And just to, before we get into the too far into the discussion, if you're watching us on Facebook tonight, please go down give us a reaction of some kind. Uh, thumbs up, happy face. Give us the little hug emoji if you want to. That's fine. We like that one. Uh, if you're following us on YouTube, Go ahead and like the video. You guys are great about liking videos. I, I check all the, I've been checking all the, the the metrics and stuff, and apparently you guys are awesome about liking our videos. So thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, for the number of views we have, the number of likes we have is through the roof, and we have you guys to thank for it. So please, by all means, react to us. We dig it. Uh, so anyways, going back to the action, I Joe shook his head yes. Mark, you shook your head no. Joe first. 
Um, I, I, I think it was a, a, a fun action film. One of my buddies who knows, who's a little, I, I, I like action. Like, I, you know, like I'm not a super critique on it. Uh, as far as like the difference between, um, uh, like us, uh, us action and like international action. One of my buddy who, who's, who knows this a little better. He's, his comment was that they cut away from all the hits. Like they just like it was edited. Like, so like you don't see the impact of it. Um, and I, and I get what he's saying there. Um, I still enjoyed it. I thought the, the scene with the motorcycle should have been the most dynamic, should have been a fast and furious level car scene. And I had no idea what was happening in that entire scene. There was no sense of place or awareness who was fighting who, um, that was, that was a big drop. Um, that whole motorcycle on the, the, the cars, you know, with the truck driver who's oblivious that people are shooting guns and fighting with swords on his semi. Um, so, so yes, it was good, but I would have, would have liked more. Mark Weber, you shook your head. No. Well, are, are we going to talk about the cinematography and how it was shot later? Or is this a spot to discuss that? If you want to discuss that here, go ahead and discuss that here. Well, I just don't know if we've got a the bad category coming. Oh, there's yeah. a bad I thought that I thought that might fit in it. I thought the way they set up the action scenes uh, was outstanding, and there was plenty of action in the movie. But the way it was shot, what Joe talked about with the jump cuts, and, and we're getting back to pro wrestling, right? It's yeah. when they change the camera angle to hide the non-impact. Yeah. in wwe or or certainly in aew but it's, it's a wwe thing um and the shaky camera was absolutely unforgivable in a fight in fight scenes that lasted that long with that many jump cuts to not have the camera stabilized is ridiculous i mean borderline asinine so i would love to see those fight scenes shot in a different manner um, so it's a little of both. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Uh, we, I had less shakes, uh, filming footage for our throwaway video at Gem City Comic Con. Right. My phone than, than they did with professional equipment. But when you go ahead, Mike, sorry. No, I, again, I liked the fight scenes. Maybe I've just been watching too much. I'm too much a part of the MTV generation for it to throw me out of it enough. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll give him this. I thought the fight scenes were all emotionally there. Like there was, I there there sure. didn't seem to be Maybe any just for the sake of any. So I thought that was good. I was with them on all the fights, and that's what I did enjoy out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did that yeah. from the shaky yeah. cam thing. When when it does come out on DVD, or we all see it again, or can watch it over and over again, watch the scene when Scarlet has finished her fight and is walking in the airport towards the camera on the phone with Storm Shadow. That camera is all over the place for a walking scene. And I'm like, Maybe I thought the, camera guy. the first time I caught it, the first time it, it threw me off a little bit. But the second time I was like, I'm not even going to listen to anything. I'm just going to watch this camera bounce. It was like it was on a jet ski watching Scarlet walk towards you, which is unforgivable. Like, dude. Maybe, maybe that was one of the Cobra guys who she beat up. Maybe that was the problem there. I guess, or, or a kid on a big wheel or something like or, or just, Well, in that scene, they, they, in that scene, they, they actually asked Toilet Teal to hold the camera that day. So right? 
I assume I assume Listen, it was a she's GoPro. not an expert. What can I say? I thought it was a GoPro on a small dog's head. Like just <laughs> ridiculous. So right. anyway. <laughs> so I, I, I think Joe, I think you locked down what I was trying to say there in your yeah. educated in film manner. I think that's what I was going for. Also in the good, uh, the G.I. Joe supporting characters, Scarlet Baroness, Arashikaje clan members, were well represented, if if a little short on screen time. But we did see they felt legit. I'd agree. I totally I totally would agree. I didn't I didn't love the Baroness. Uh I didn't love her portrayal, but they had her in there enough. I think, you know, it was enough of a of a tease to uh, the larger picture of Cobra. We had some nice Cobra, uh, you know, Cobra sigil wearing dudes, you know, hanging out with her occasionally. Uh, I thought the clan was really well represented. Um, yeah, I agree. More. Mark. I want more. Mark, any no, thoughts there? I totally agree with it. I, you know, I think we all would have wanted more screen time, especially for Scarlet and Baroness. But, you know, they had their hero or villain moments. And by by making the the small amount of time they were on screen uh, substantial to tie it into the larger universe, mm. I think they were they were really valuable in the positions they had. And it was one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when Baroness realizes she's never getting that gem out of this confrontation, and she just goes, ah, "And I'm I really hate when they force the the one f bomb you're allowed to PG thirteen movie." in and bay does it all the time in the transformers movies like the script starts with where can i get my f-bomb in but yeah. in that in that moment it was per it was perfect, perfect for what she says because you get the idea that she's in the you know kind of in the heat of battle and then she's removed from it for a second and she realizes there's zero upside to say yeah there's no so, way and, I'm getting what i want and there's no way yeah. i'm getting away this is my chance to leave and have something and I might get shot, you know, in an actual movie. So uh, the fact that she was just like, you know what, I am Audi. It was like that the scene in uh, in uh, it's one of the in Prometheus where they go down on the planet and they're going around the alien spaceship and creepy stuff starts happening, and the geologist is like, yeah, I'll be on the ship. Yeah, and they go, where are you going? And he's like, geologist. If a rock shows up, you give me a call. Until then, I'll be on the ship. And I love that scene because so often characters in movies don't have that real life, you know, uh, that authentic bit of, I shouldn't be here. And she totally got that. It was, you know, it felt a little bit real and it felt very Baroness to just be like, you know what? I don't need this. You know, it, totally, it. it totally felt Baroness and I did love it. Um, what didn't feel Baroness is earlier when she first got double crossed. I feel like our Baroness would have popped him or, you know, made her play at that point. That was yeah. a little that, but I get it. Then she has to become the villain of the movie, you know? So I, I understand why you, you do that. But, um, I mean, I, I was a little shocked cause that's the moment. That's the moment when our, you know, the Baroness makes her makes her she has she has what she wants within three feet of her you know yeah I, i'm sure that she had her double cross coming but she just got beat to the punch by highly trained crime boss martial arts guy 
So, okay, I'll give her that one. She recovered well. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked the Baroness in this. I thought she was, it was great. You know, she, it, it's a little different from our traditional representation. She looked, seemed a little bit more Western European than Eastern European. Uh, she, she was really a villain that enjoyed being a villain. And I always, mm -hmm. I always dig those characters in movies. Yeah. Uh, I also really liked the hard master. Yeah. Because he was, he was the sawed off little runt up from the playground that if he's on your team and kickball that day, he's your best friend in the world. And otherwise you hate his guts. Yeah. And I love that they went opposite with it. Like you fans, I wasn't expecting a young hard master. Yeah. Right. That, that, that was a nice little, nice little twist. Yeah. He's just, he's a character we've never seen young ever. He's always old in any right. representation. And so, but the idea that that guy obviously was a young man at some point. And I like that he was kind of the, the unquestioned baddest ass of the Arashikage. Mm -hmm. and, and that so, fight and that fight or, you know, quasi fight, the bowl scene was brilliant. Loved it. Yeah. Loved yep. everything that absolutely belongs in the good column. That was great. Yeah. Maybe the best scene of the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also liked um, uh, Blind Master. I thought was was pretty pitch perfect. Yeah, yes. he, he's fine. He, you know, I don't think he was a big a big deal, but he was effective and helpful in every scene he was in. So cool. I, would have. I see in the comments you're talking about the uh, the same Baroness that got tied up on the hood of a hiss. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the uh, uh, the Cobra Civil War where she was used entirely as a MacGuffin and completely forgotten about for like three or four issues just because she's tied up, and then we get a, a cat fight at the end of it. That's not that's not the best representation of the Baroness. I think that we all agree on. Yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. When comparing uh, to the original source material, we did, yeah, spot. we did that. We did that run uh, recently on on Joe and Joe, and um, that was I had forgotten about that, and that was shocking. Like she's, a, she's awake and in scenes where she would be, just because she's tied up, she's still awake, and Larry gives her no dialogue. It's yeah. so it's so wild how forgotten she is. Like they should have, you know doctor or something it was it's it's wild how forgotten she is in that in, well, in that specific arc i mean considering they were trying to sell comic books to 10 to 15 year old boys why they would tie the baroness up in that position on the hood of a history right on the cover i mean you can't you know. even imagine why they did that right yeah right and the, yeah the cat fight was between zorana and lady J. yeah where all the guys stand around and watch it's uh, it's an awkward moment it's an awkward moment in the history of gi joe it has not aged well, no. No, no. But while we're talking about supporting characters, Haruka Abe is a Kiko. Not just a love interest, and holy crap, not dead! We'd have lost money on that one, Mark. A lot. We'd have, I'd have lost a ton of money if I had a ton of money to bet. In I'd, fairness. I'd, I'd have sworn up and down Akiko was going to die in this movie. Yeah, me too. I, I would have put any sum of money on that. But in fairness... I didn't know that this was a movie where you were not allowed to kill any named characters. I didn't know that. I didn't, uh, I didn't know the rules we were playing under. So, right. It, I mean, other other than you know all the Star Trek red shirts that were left laying everywhere, it, it's probably the most uh, tame and bloodless martial arts movie everywhere. And I say bloodless, especially with all the swords. There was no. Was there a drop? Well, well, well yeah. Blood? Well, when he when he cut Storm Shadow's hand, that's the only blood oh, right. you see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which I thought was pretty smart. That was pretty good. That was pretty slick of Snake Eyes. Again, being a bad guy in his own movie, but that was still pretty slick. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I gained a lot more respect for him as a manipulator yeah. when he pulled that off on Old Storm Shadow. For sure. Yeah, I liked. I actually liked Akiko a lot. I thought she was great. Uh, I still I don't understand why they don't just make her jinx. I mean, because yeah. if you want to, you know, like, oh, we're going to introduce Jinx later. Why? It's the same same role, same character. She's not a love interest for Tommy. Like he, you know, so making her his cousin works. Mm -hmm. So why I, not just I, make I her Jinx? Our book writer. If they make a sequel, Akiko bites at five minutes. And then, <laughs> well, well that, that, all, that all depends on her career post Snake Eyes. If she has a good movie career, if she does good movies, then yeah, she'll die early. Just like the um, the woman who was in the, the first Godzilla movie, and then then she did uh, the the uh, the Fishman making love to a Fishman movie. Guillermo, the Guillermo del Toro Fishman yeah. movie. Uh -huh. She was the star of that, won an Oscar, and then they bring her back for Godzilla and she dies in the first 20 minutes because she's not sticking around for Godzilla 3. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, it, but, it all depends on her career. Uh, Mike makes a good point, though. If Storm Shadow kills Akiko in a potential sequel, which is making me laugh right now, um, maybe that's the actual wedge, right? Because right now, Snake Eyes thinks he can be redeemed. Right. So you but, need something to prove that he can if you're going to keep him villain. And I'll go back to this, but redeem from what? He didn't do anything to have to redeem himself. That's what bothers me. Like, I get it. He broke the rule. Mm -hmm. But he didn't... Yeah, he break, didn't breaking the rule is different than doing evil. Right, right. You're right. That, that's my point. That's my point. And that's why, I'm, why I say I don't really look at that as a heel turn. He did break that rule. And then they were like, all right, well, now you, your whole life, all your whole hopes and dreams are dashed. So are we shocked that he left? I mean, no. no. Would it, Joe, would it complete the heel turn for you if he joined a global terrorist network at the end of the movie? Uh, it depends on what he did with him. Well, I, mean, I, I guess that's TBD, that's right? But You know, I mean, any port in a storm, he just got rejected by the only people, the people that he gave his whole life to. You know, I don't know. I'm sorry. I hate to harp back on that. I think, See, I think Matt, I get, Matt's I totally right. Matt's totally right. Snake Eyes is the one that had to be redeemed. Oh, which, yeah, brings not, me, which, which brings me to whatever, and we're not, I know I'm jumping around, whatever Hollywood politics are behind not scarring Snake Eyes. You know how you redeem him in this movie? He takes a blast of that rock to the face and it makes him Snake Eyes and that's his physical sacrifice to save the clan. Somehow... He jumps in the way of saving somebody or something or other. And he gets the rock in the face. That rock blows him up. Boom. He sacrificed himself. Now he's back in the good graces. He sacrificed nothing to get back in the good graces of the clan. Nothing. Well, he, he never gotten back in the good graces of the clan. They told him if they saw him again, they'd kill him. They didn't say that. Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow said that. And they gave him a hyper ninja outfit. Well, and yeah, like, no, like, soft, soft master granny did say that to him. She didn't say we'd kill you. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Am I high? Did I miss? I saw it twice. I, I think it's I think kind of a throw, did. but it's in no. there. I think it's, it's right before the storm shadow news. Storm kind of shadow says, storm shadow says, 
I'm going to take your life. Storm Shadow threatens to kill him. No, she's got a line where she says, your actions have have yeah, saved your life, but you're not part yeah. of this clan. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no, I get the, Okay. Well, I get, but then, but then here's our super ninja maybe, outfit. Maybe she doesn't threaten his life, Mike. Do you remember that specific? If he, thing? if he betrayed, the, yeah, if he betrayed them again, Matt's right. If he betrayed them again, which is like, oh, you kicked me in the balls twice. You kicked me in the balls one more time. I'm going to be really pissed off at you. <laughs> and it's you all like, but I, I could also like him and snake eyes and Akiko got along. So I could see her sneaking him some gear. Um, Sneak, sneaking them, they walked out the front door. Whatever, look, you know what I'm saying? It's just it, he didn't ugh, that movie. It, it, <laughs> the Lutans were not were not strong. No, yeah. If he betray, right, Philip, right. If he betrays them again, okay, okay. If you That's cheat right. on me, if you cheat on me one more time, I'm gonna ask for a divorce. It's Next good, it's, but but wait, wait, wait. but. Yeah, it's good to know that the most feared ninja clan ever has a three strike policy on betrayal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, you know, <laughs> we mean it this time, man. Yeah, but, uh, stop doing that. Our next point here: Kenta was a quality non-cobra villain. Yeah, he was pretty good. I like Kenta. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he kick Storm Shadow's ass twice in fair fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legitimate. Yeah. Legitimate uh, badass and le great conniver, just a a, a a nice world expander because everything doesn't have to be Cobra. Yeah, and I thought they did a I thought they did a really good job of making us understand his deal, his motivations, kind of the stuff he was up to without actually without us spending ten minutes living in it. When right. he showed up, they, the right people said the right things. We got the right sense of control and here and there, you know what I mean. And you get this feeling of what this guy's up to, and yeah, it was great. I liked it when he when he whipped Storm Shadow's ass for the second time, and there's that scene of him kneeling on the rooftop screaming in frustration. And I looked at that, and I'm like, that must be what the Minnesota Twins feel like in the playoffs, right? Or the Vikings, and just like ah, I can't beat this guy. <laughs> but uh, we've also got the or I found the origin to be clever, determined a way for Snake Eyes to be nameless and proverbially faceless without physically scarring him. Again, if you're going to work around that because you've got the very attractive Henry Golding Ooh, as your lead. Handsome. Handsome. A He's a good-looking man. man. A good-looking man. Um, but uh, um, to have him officially faceless and, and nameless, I thought that was as good an origin story for Snake Eyes pre-Ninja Clan as you were going to find. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a major yeah. sticking point in the fandom, I think, was handled pretty well. Uh I thought it was a good way. I thought it was a good way to keep him mysterious without always searching for his his mystery. So you both know his mystery, and you know that there's nothing to know. You know, so you're not. It's not like Wolverine. Remember, remember in the years before they gave us all of his two decades of origin stories. When right. he just didn't know what it was, there was always this lingering. He could be this. He could be that. It could be this. Could be that. This kind of goes. Nope. He was this, but at the same time, he's nobody. Right. So he's he's only Snake Eyes. I thought that was great. Yeah. If you were if you were going to work around it, I thought that was a, a pretty clever way to do it. Yeah. And a way and a way to tie him to the Joe team, so it doesn't seem totally out of left field that he's like, I guess I'll throw in with these guys. 
Yeah. The idea yeah. that that was what his dad did. And his dad was obviously very important to him since yep. they never mentioned a mom and he's out for revenge for 20 years. So, right. okay. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I, his, mom, his, mom was, his mom was just at the Kroger. Probably. Yeah. And she just, she didn't get a ride back. <laughs> she went out for smokes all those years ago. <laughs> But uh, uh, Matt, Matt, you're right. He did. He got the um, not, not he didn't get it on an LRP mission. He got it on an early G.I. Joe training mission. So he does get scarred up later in his story. It is scarred yeah. up as he's a Joe. Yeah, he, he is a Joe first and scarred second in the comic. Right. Book. right. So well, we've covered the good, which means we also have to. like an episode of facts of life around here that's right look at the bad can i be blair you can <laughs> i call as long as, oh all right i'll be joe pulling oh. the check right. uh, for him. joe on joe joe on joe on joe garrett i guess you no can. no man joe uh, see what if we were smart one of us would have been uh who's god damn it i am blanking on names today uh, the, the the handsome motions 11 guy George Clooney. Clooney. George Clooney. One of us would have been George Clooney. We're, but we're all too self-aware. For we're that. yeah. We're yeah. quick to claim Mrs. G. Mm -hmm. I mean, Char Charlotte Ray was the heart of that show. There's Charlotte no Ray was amazing. Joe. <laughs> when they opened that bakery, oh, it was great. We've got the picture of Henry Golding there, and unfortunately, a lot of the bad parts of this movie uh, revolve around the title character. Yeah. Um, First part, uh, Snake Eyes didn't look the part until the very end of the movie. Now, I'm not saying that Snake Eyes had to look exactly like Snake Eyes the entire part of the movie. I understand why he didn't, but man, it's a movie that called Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, and he looked like Snake Eyes for 10 seconds. Yep. And but he can't, and... can't give him that mask for Act 2 when they're fighting on the, on the rooftops. And, you know, that mask may look good in still photos, but if you look closely, that mask, that was the old Captain America trick where they gave him the motorcycle helmet in the old Captain America TV shows. Oh, wow. That was a motorcycle helmet. That wasn't a funk. Like, if he were to fight, wear that helmet throughout, the, like, it, what I'm saying is, ew, I don't even think they did spend a lot of time designing it well. If he had fight, if he had been in scenes with that giant helmet on, it would have looked ridiculous. Just gone to kick somebody and just fell over. Yeah, it was, it was a motor, it was a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, and it, it just again more work needed to be done. He needed to have needed to be better costuming for things. Like once you've determined he, that he was a big deal and yeah. he's special, he needed to look different than the rest of the ninjas hanging around that compound. But Philip, but the but the motorcycle helmet was tighter. It was just tighter. It was it worked in that movie. It was smaller on his head. In this one, it just was big. It was and it, it's fine because he's only on a motorcycle and he drives away. But yeah, the whole third act, he should have been in that outfit. Well, even if you're gonna, even if you're gonna save it for the very end, almost an Easter egg, like give us yeah. some gravitas. Show he, me how. I, listen, I don't. Maybe he's. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree, Mark. But like, I he, Snake Eyes is there's so I've said this on my. There's four things to Snake Eyes. He's a commando. He's a ninja. He looks dope in that suit, and he's all physically damaged. They only gave us ninja. They couldn't even give us the suit. Well, it did and not would, look like Snake Eyes. I would argue the fifth thing, and maybe 
not the most, but also critically important to him. And I think we'll get to this maybe here. He's also the moral center of the yes. hero. Oh, we're getting, to yeah, that. he's very, yeah, okay. he's very self-sacrificing. Okay. He's yeah. very like, he, he, he loses that fight to give storm shadow honor, that whole thing. You're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And they don't, he doesn't even look like snake eyes. How do you take the dopest yeah. costume that of any toy ever? The greatest guy, and I'm talking all the iterations. Any iteration that they pulled from would have been amazing. And you don't, you choose not to use it. Well, and you're even, you're like, you're a moron. Whoever made that gonna, choice is an idiot. Even if you're going to wait till the very end to finally show the full suit, if you're going to do it, I need a Tony Stark putting on the armor moment, right? Like oh, I need the gloves like a, coming on, yeah, and like the, the sword going in, and. The gauntlets yeah. getting buckled, and then the helmet comes on. Mission, like, mission prep. Yeah, right. If you're, if yeah. you're gonna wait till the end, it, you gotta give me the knighting moment, almost. Right. They even they even built in the 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 the, the, the visor is all techno, so it could go up and down. Yeah. So if it can go up or down, then have him fighting it, and then have it go up when he has to deliver a line and be like, "You're never Kento. I'm gonna get you." Blah blah blah. You know. I don't. Right. Man, whoever, honestly. I hope someone's watching it because it is stupid. It is a dumb, dumb idea. And I don't care how handsome he is and how much you need to show your leading man's face. If you don't want to scar it up, at least put the mask on. That's the character. When when Hugo Weaving played V for Vendetta, he he wore the V mask the whole movie. Carl Urban wore the dread mask. This right. move this movie was written for filmed and, sh and and everything for the year like 2006 like it just this was i mean there it's this is it's wolverine origins meet ba meets batman begins yeah and yeah. it's and it's 15 years later we're 15 years past that we've had a whole I marvel all these marvel movies where the, the actors subsume themselves and they wear masks and they you know and, and and i'll give it okay maybe he's not wearing the mask all the time like if yeah. he's just hanging around the compound his mask is off but if he's in action, that mask yeah. needs to be on. Yeah, to have it a lot sooner. And the final, yeah, and the last act, like, just what are we doing? It's yeah. a Snake Eyes movie. It's a stunt guy going out and kicking ass anyway. Right. right. It's Snake well, Eyes. Joe, I was glad you brought that up because I thought a lot about Wolverine Origins because there's a lot of similarity between the two, where you took an absolutely pristine, brilliant comic book story. Yeah, and pulled like three or four elements out, preserved like three or four elements out of it, but when we could do better, like yeah, mm. right, yeah, so that point, it's just uh, disappointing. Master Ninja training is apparently really quick. <laughs> I've seen the movie twice, so I think I'm halfway to being a Master Ninja. Yes, right. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe Ray trained him to be a Jedi in like three off-screen shots. You know, doesn't take that long. No, it's just it's not a big deal. Uh, he's just, he, he shows up a couple days later, they give him the tests. Like those guys who are, those other guys who are there training have to be sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to ruin like, these tests myself. Screw this guy. Yeah. He's going up. He's getting, he's getting the big piece of, of, of a uh, shrimp roll. He mm -hmm. gets to sit at the head table. He gets to talk to the boss. I've been here for five years. They haven't even let me take my mask off yet. Anyway. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. What, what, the best part of every military movie is the training camp, right? Like stripes, mm -hmm. full there metal has to jacket. Be a has to be. Oh, Captain America: The First Avenger. You know when Cap's scrawny and training and stuff. 
that whole sequence now his three tests are you know well the second second test was terrible but in third test okay one test was good but first yeah the first test and then like oh he's running with the guys and he's falling it's just uh, waste it was just a it's just a waste no montage in the original story and they're headed to a different fracture with storm shadow but the way they told it that he was almost you know unbelievably good at this stuff from jump like they even referenced it and that's part of the sting of them giving leadership to snake eyes over storm shadow in the comic is that he's a guy gene he hasn't even been here that long but the frustration that storm shadow has trained since birth and snake eyes has surpassed him in skill in almost every level other than the bow is a massive frustration for storm shadow and they could have yeah. they could have played into that if they mm-hmm. devoted any lines to it even like the hard master who's supposed to be you know un, unrelenting and would never give praise they could even do a bit with him where they're like what do you think hard master and he's like it's impressive oh, yeah not since right? tommy not since tommy trained here right. you right. just did a better job than tommy did yeah, yeah, like it, yeah. it would not have taken much. They even could have done it at the dinner scene, right? Yeah, and you know where they made it, a joke of the hardmaster being nearsighted, right? Right. And in the in the comic, and, and and the comic comes to that, the comic that dinner scene was pretty fun. The comic book takes takes someone who has been through multiple tours of Vietnam and is a, is a commando, like he's a trained soldier, and 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 you can understand that that might translate into these other skills. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess you could say maybe he did, you know, maybe Snake Eyes ran with some other paramilitary groups around the world as he was in cage fighting, right? But he beat the mess out of Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, you know, like there's I mean, no, like it's like, like the, what, what, what they give us doesn't show us that he has any military training. It doesn't show us that any, that he's just can take a punch and he learned how to street fight. Yeah. Yeah. He's you a know? talented fighter. But yeah, talented, talent but skill are different. Yeah, and and in in the comic, it's it's a discipline. There's a discipline there to the military regiment, so right. that when you slot slot that into the ninja clan, you can see, oh, I get it. That guy can just take this. You know, he can be disciplined and he can learn all this stuff. And I never thought that he was with them for a weekend in the comic book. I always thought he was there for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like he was there to heal emotionally as much as to learn physically. This was this was a this was a really really good weekend for him in he Japan. Was, yeah, Ninja Reserve, right. uh, one one <laughs> one weekend a month, two weeks. Yeah, two yeah, and we know yeah. because he keeps stealing the motorcycle every night and going right. out. You know, like it's kind of tracked by how often he steals the bike. And you could have written it in and referenced it kind of obliquely for somebody to just say, uh, you know, it's obvious you've had military training. And, yeah, and, and, and have him just say. You know, maybe you're uh, here and there. Overseas. Know. Yeah, it would have to be overseas. It couldn't be U.S. military because he's yeah. faceless and nameless and stuff. But that's fine. You know, he could <laughs> be could... like, yeah, I ran with the. And then you get and then you get somewhere. Maybe he crossed paths with like some dreadnoughts. So you can do more world building. Not that you have to mention that this, but you sow a seed yeah. of he did. He worked with some military units overseas. Therefore, in future movies, he could run into somebody that he might have crossed paths with. You and you and, they, and they, could, they could, yeah, they could still do stuff. You could, like play, that, but. you could play it coy because that's kind of how they wrote his character to have somebody say, 
I'm pretty sure you've had some military training and he could just say nothing I'll admit to. Right. Right. Like, and right. Right. And, and now you've dropped the seed that, okay, this guy has been trained, but yes, they didn't, they didn't even bother. They just hand waved it away. Yeah. Uh, big snakes seem a little on the nose. Hmm. A little on the nose, a little, nothing like uh, having your oh. third big ninja training test be uh, getting judged by South American mutant anacondas. I, I mean, if the, Ooh. the so the, the clan name means storm shadow or, you know, storms at least, right? So wouldn't the clan trial have shouldn't that have something to do with i don't know weather storms or lightning or you know what i mean why would the why would it has no meaning there's no reason to have them own giant mutant snakes yeah so, it yeah was, it was really something like rob says it here in the in the comments but we looked at we looked at <laughs> cobra law when the movie was <laughs> big snakes threw me out of the movie they yeah. sure did uh we looked yeah. at one another when that came up yeah and um it was like um what happened here? Like I was so even, stupid. I was even willing to take the second test, which is the blind master slipping snake eyes LSD yeah. goes on his spirit <laughs> trip. But like yeah. whatever, fine. He's supposed to be the mystic. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <clears throat> the giant snakes. Just what? What happened there? I, I. It's 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 got no tie to the actual clan. Yeah, it makes no sense for that to be a clan ritual. Yeah, and, and they don't, and they don't care to they don't care. Sky so, calls it. it's it's the same guy who who screenplayed this executive who saw the enemy mine screenplay and needed a mine at the end of the movie. <laughs> so to be to be clear, to join the Arashikage clan, you have to submit your ego, right? That yeah. that's that's test one. Test two, I don't know, just drop acid. Follow the vision. Drop acid, right? Drop acid, and, yeah. And test. Test three, be a good enough person that the snakes don't eat you, right? Yes. Yes. So to join the Arashikage, you need no martial arts training whatsoever. Mm -hmm. None. Nope. Not at all. Wow. Not at all. Not at all. And I don't know how they kept the peace for the last 500 years with yeah. just a bunch of nice, low-ego guys hanging around. Well, they just yeah. trick people to fall into the snake pit, and that's the end of it. Right. Apparently. Right. Because those snakes were well-fed, clearly. And and really, like, they. I mean, I, I get the I get the point. You have to be pure of heart and, and and honest and stuff. But like, you know, what if what if like, does does everyone who fail that test like it's either you fail it or you die, right? Uh, yeah. So all those other ninjas that were running with snake eyes. I guess they were. Did they all do the same test, or do they? You know what I mean? Like, I. It's a high, it's a high mortality rate. What's the upside? Yeah, I don't, I don't well, get it. I guess nobody survives. Nobody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody, like, nobody not everybody's. It. Yeah, not everybody's perfect. So I cheated on my taxes. All right, you know, oh, oh Maybe, I stole an extra rice bowl. Oh, don't eat me. You well, know, the snakes are. They can judge that that light shade of gray. I guess. Yeah. I guess nobody survives to get out and tell everybody how easy the the. The quests are right. You don't right? have to kick anybody, huh? It's like the three questions in the Bridge of Death. It's not that hard, actually. It's like the the unseen masters in the clan were like the Fat Master, the TV Master, 
the the stairmaster, the, the super thoughtful master right. who remembers everybody's birthday, Hallmark card master, the pensive master is just always on the cusp of telling you the right thing, the hug master, the scout master. So Snake Ooh. always prepared. Next point: Snake Eyes only joined the good guys when he learned he'd been had. Right. Yeah, there, there's one for you. The Viewmaster. The Viewmaster. Oh. That's great. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, Snake Eyes was pretty well a bastard the, the length of the movie. The Viewmaster will just tell. The Viewmaster can tell you everything about your life, but only in very small snippets. Yet it's in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who um, hates the Viewmaster? The Blind Master. Right? So it's true. Just, They're eternal nemeses. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And that is the only reason he joined the good guys. And that's another problem with this movie. Like he doesn't, he just, he joined them cause he got suckered and then he doesn't, I don't know. He, he makes a bad, a bad train go even longer because he gets the guy who killed his father. Who's an international criminal yeah. right? who, who's responsible for many deaths over many years all around yeah. the world. And he just frees him. Yeah. I mean, so, you couldn't even you couldn't even call Interpol on him there. Come on, yeah, Al. Yeah, that guy's free to go do bad stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, just just to throw an extra compounded bad decision on top of the multitude of bad decisions that Snake Eyes makes in this movie. It's cliched, but it's cliche for a reason. The whole when you go for revenge, dig two graves, right? None of that is played up in this movie. No. Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes. Through, so Storm Shadow dedicated his life to a higher ideal and gets gets screwed in the end. Snake Eyes throws his life away in revenge. And then is ah, great. I got a dope suit. Yeah, like the face yeah. turn needed to happen a little bit sooner. Like, okay, there's that part in the middle where he goes and meets Kenta, right? Like, that's where the good guy started to need to come out. Yeah. And that's where I thought it was going to start to happen. But then he just kept doing bad guy stuff. It yeah. just like they the first half of this movie played out a lot better than the second half of this movie. Yeah, I, I was that a, one that one point that the, the fact that it should have been a turning point and wasn't is where a lot of it hinges. I was I was surprised when they when he when I I, I wasn't expecting it when he first meets Kenta again and and I mean I know we saw that he had arranged for him and I was a little confused. That was a quick you know abandoning abandoning this guy who was going to help you out but they don't waste time on that they get right to it and shoot oh he's right. he's working i was like that's great so you got to work really hard to redeem him in the eyes of the good guys in this movie which is the Chicago clan and yeah i i get you they gone with the revenge is the way to go i get it but he lets the guy go like yeah Scott you lock, yeah you lock him up you you know, you knock him out. You, yeah, you, you give me an insert of him handing him over to the police or yeah, if just something. Walks, if he walks away and you see him popping on his bike and go in the opposite direction when the police are pulling up, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally it. That's totally it. It's not that we needed to see him kill him in cold blood, but it's still a bad dude who did who did kill his dad. And many other dads. Yeah. And moms and everybody yeah, else. The, the guy actually says that. Like, you're going to have to be more specific. Like, I tell right. people all the time. Right. Exactly. You know, it's um, it's this, it's kind of that criticism from uh, Man of Steel when they they didn't, no one thought to show, give us give us three insert shots of of Henry Cavill saving bystanders in Metropolis. 
just give us a couple shots of that so that in our head we go, oh, yeah, and he was saving people too the whole time. Like, right. you don't, you don't show us, you know, it's just, I don't, yeah, you, you, that's what I'm saying. You'd hear it. And it becomes a bigger deal once Snake Eyes is voiceless and masked and scarred. So voiceless and faceless, but it occurred to me after after watching it, really the second time when I was thinking about it, that the reason it, it's important that Snake Eyes is the moral center of the heroes or the Joe team or the Rastagi or whatever, because he can't, he can't see his face, he doesn't show emotion, he can't explain his motivations, yeah. and yet he is weapon number one in this universe. So you you connect with him and you trust him, trust because him. because of his in you know unimpeachable uh, moral center, right? Yeah. He's supposed yeah. to be cap, right? He's the he's, embodiment of action. Speak louder than words, right? right. And he's right. he has to be Luke, and he's he's more Han Solo or or even worse, right? He's more Lando. He's actually more Lando. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's he really is Lando. That's a better one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just and the the core misunderstanding of the character is is what dooms this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely completely the rest, agree. The rest of it I can deal with. I can deal with the snakes, I can deal with the MacGuffin, I can deal with with every bit of it. But the with with Golding, like there's nothing wrong with it being Henry Golding accent coming and going aside. There's nothing wrong with the racial change because he was still an outsider. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. That's the important part. They were There's smart enough. There's nothing wrong with not scarring him or taking his voice in this movie. Nothing wrong with that. But to get what drives the character that wrong, that's the fail. Yeah, I, I I agree with almost everything you said. Uh, I love that they had him learning Japanese to drive home that he's an outsider. That was great. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. I, I, I do, if they got some balls on them, if they think they were, if they thought they were going to do multiple Snake Eyes movies, I guess is where I'm coming from. So if you don't end the only Snake Eyes movie you're realistically going to make with him being jacked up, that's a huge fail for me. And I, and I get it. I, and I know in the canon, it happens later with the team and stuff, but you end a movie with the word origins in the title. And you you barely have you don't you have a guy called Snake Eyes you, but you and his face and all that is so key to who he is. I think that's a huge huge fail. I think like, they I, thought I think they thought they could save it and that yeah. the storm the storm shadow turn was the big moment they needed. But yeah, yeah, only works for storm like that storm that snake that storm shadow turn just didn't have enough to do with Snake Eyes really. Yeah. Like the yeah. fact that he wants revenge on Snake Eyes is secondary to him being expelled from the clan. Mm -hmm. Well, and even if even if you wrote it the same way and had Storm Shadow march out and Snake Eyes try to stop him, like run up and grab his arm, and we get the whisper of a fight scene, right? Like just a little bit, just a uh, a Boston Robbins taste scoop of Snake or Eyes versus Storm Shadow. Even that would be better than what we got, right? Or if you, okay, so let's so you're committed to that to that you know heel turn for Storm Shadow and the way they do it. Maybe when he uses the rock, maybe he misfires and kills his grandma. 
Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, dark. like which well, dark, but would get it, the job done. It hews closer to what we want. It also gives you a real physical consequence to what to what he to, to a mistake that he made by mistakenly using the rock. It caused the death of someone very important to him. You know, right. or you know, or obviously the hard master, but you know that guy. The guy that's the guy from the raid. He's awesome. Um, yeah. But you know what I mean? But like you, you, you could have had that. You could have had a whole death scene. You know, the, the grandma's accidentally dead. And then that's why he flees. Right. Or you could, if you wanted to do that, but water it down, have him fire at Kenta with a Kiko in the way or close enough Shh. to be in danger. Something like and, that. Yeah. And snake eyes pulls her out of, you know, the, the line of fire. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and then Look, you go back to rewrite a kill for a Kiko. Look at that. And then, yeah. And then you go back to that's when Snake Eyes' face should have got checked up. You know, right? it should have been, yeah. you know, like, and, and it should, and then it's all tied in and, you know, cause it's, it's all connected his damage and storm shadow. And, and, and that's how easy is that for people to get, you know, the, the right. non GI Joe fans to, for people to get of, Oh, he screwed up his face. And so they hate each other, you know, and all the, but right. they were brothers. And so they love each other. That's so easy to, to exactly. get across. Yeah. Now that I think about it, as I'm story writing on the fly, have him shoot at Snake Eyes, or Snake Eyes is in the line of fire, and Akiko saves him. Sure, yeah, it hits cool. the rock, and the rock blows up, and something, yeah. something like they have the they have the pieces there. They just weren't, they didn't have the courage to do it. They didn't connect any of them together. Yeah, they just didn't have the courage to do it. Next point there is uh, Snake Eyes wasn't held nearly accountable enough for what he did. <laughs> But let's let's remind everybody. I feel like we've covered this. Yeah, steals that stone and gives it away to Cobra, who then you know gives Kenta like dozens of of Agrashikaje agents die. Right? Yeah, dozens, millions, yeah, millions upon millions of dollars of property damage. Uh, well, some of that was repaired pretty quick from the next, the following scenes. It looked pretty good. <laughs> Again, they, they they purposely led Kenta away from the TV lounge. Yeah, yeah, They're, that's our Priorities. Priorities. that's our that's our rec room, man. That's our rec room. That's why they make the doors out of rice. Out of rice. That's why the doors were made out of rice paper, right? Yeah, fix fast, just whoop. totally. But yeah, C.S. Sherman, you're totally right. You're absolutely right with that. He, multiple clan members died. All of it. It's all of it. I mean, Snake Eyes at the end of this movie gets a cool suit. He gets Scarlet's <laughs> cell phone number. He gets yeah. his dad's job. I mean, <laughs> damn, Snake Eyes. He's falling up. I, I mean, seriously, it's a serious fall upward. You think he's coaching college basketball here. Right? Right. You got the bike. Got to keep the sword. All of it. Yeah, all just, of it. It. It's wild. It is wild. I really think that, that there was an attempt. There, there should have been one extra scene there. And Joe Colton was the character that was mentioned as Scarlet's commanding officer. And yeah. there needed to be a scene with him on some communicator screen just saying, look, we're responsible for you and we're taking responsibility for your mistakes. You're going to join us and work those off. Yes, that's a great that, idea. It's a great yeah, idea. You're, you're, one of, you're one of ours and you're our responsibility. You're not on the team, but you belong to the team. Yeah. Welcome to G.I. Joe, rookie. And you know, that gives them those lines. Yeah, it gives them like an indentured servitude kind of thing. Yeah, and he, going forward, he, like yeah, yeah. it's like you're too dangerous for us to leave you alone, so we have to take you on. Yep. These people vouch for you know we trust Scarlet, we trust Akiko, and that's the only reason why you're not going to jail. Yep. Mercer, totally Mercer. right. Totally right. 
So I think they 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 had a chance even to redeem it there, and they yep. didn't take that. They just you know Scarlett's just like, hey, we'll talk him up a little bit. We'll give him a five minute coach up like he's a little league kid who struck out. Oh God. Oh, it hurt. That last scene hurt. It hurt. Yeah, it did. Really did. William J. asked, why Colton and not Hawk? I don't know. I didn't write the thing, and I wouldn't take credit for it if I did. Also, I feel like, I don't know. I, I'm, no, I'm no, certainly not enmeshed in military protocol, but I feel like it's General Colton leads the team, not General Wink Wink Joe Colton leads the team. It felt That felt weird. Yeah. That yeah. felt like a weird name check. Just to, to just say Colton. General Colton. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. I don't know. That was that was a nitpick, but threw me yeah, both times. Both both times the both times I saw it, that threw me. I'm like, oh, by man. by that point, there's enough stuff going wrong that clunky dialogue just wasn't yeah taking my that's probably that's probably what his parents call him when he's in trouble. General Joe Colton. Yeah. And hey. you know what? I think Matt's right. It does make sense that it's Col Joe Colton because then he's the older generation that would have worked with Snake's dad. And you got that that, 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 that does quit, make sense. You gotta quit making references to comments I can't see. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop it. Sorry, throwing shout out to Matt Rubin. He's but he's that does make sense. So Matt Rubin's quality people. You know, Short Fuse said you were okay in our book. Sorry, Short Fuse doesn't say anything. No. How great! How great would that have been? Just a random reference to Short Fuse Breakers <laughs> right. app would have been fantastic. You know, <laughs> the, the Arashikage Ninjas—they're—they're they're really hopelessly outnumbered at the end. Too bad nobody belongs to a a team of counterterrorists agents that. They could call for support and backup because, right. you know, we wouldn't want to see anybody like Bazooka or Footloose or Short yeah. Fuse, whoever, just show up randomly and make this a honest-to-God G.I. Yeah. Joe move. I like it when Scarlet says, I'll get there as fast as I can, you know, flying coach. Right. <laughs> Good thing you don't have any other options there, Darla. <laughs> it's just as, as quickly as Delta can make it happen. Right. Hang on, my flight's been delayed. <laughs> this is your uh this is your captain uh slipstream speaking um how great would it have been in the final uh ninja massacre when just random off-screen uh adr voices would have been like budo no <laughs> bushido here's a comment like just... <laughs> the, the switch from grounded to mystical didn't help the film no i disagree i don't think it mattered that much I think if it, most of the world is used to a a Sunbow representation of G.I. Joe, so a scientific MacGuffin versus magical MacGuffin doesn't make a whole lot of difference to me. Yeah, I was okay with that. It was it, it, I, I was cool with that. It felt, it felt kind of dragon, yeah, Operation Dragonfire kind of thing. Yeah, and, and it introduces the idea of, like, in future movies for these bigger, crazier ideas. I was, I was actually okay with that. But uh, next bad point was not enough G.I. Joe, and I just turned that into a joke a second ago. Uh, and so that brings us to the final word. You should have worn shoes. <laughs> yeah. Joe Slepsky, if we're going to give this a school-style letter grade, because school starts for a lot of people next week, yeah. what would you give it? I'd give it a C. A C from Joe Slepsky. C. Give, give us the two-sentence explanation as to why a C. Uh, you absolutely lose one grade because you do not end up with snake eyes by the end of the movie. 
and you absolutely lose another grade because of all the stupid reasons snakes and bad MacGuffins and making snake eyes the villain in his own movie that take that that lops a grade off and and it's a bad vehicle to launch a universe yeah. nothing you don't come out of this wanting more gi joe at all no so that's yeah. that gives and, you a c and we're a crowd that deliberately went in just if nothing else that's what we wanted yeah uh mark weber same question forgive well, me a grade i didn't think i'd be the softest grader uh c plus right i think it did it did a lot of things right and i don't want to gloss over the things it did right, the, the representation of Baroness, the introduction, introduction of Cobra, that Akiko was a lot uh, deeper, a excuse me, a character than we expected. Uh, the Storm Shadow performance, uh, so much of it was, was actually quite good, but you actually misunderstood completely the core character. And it's not because of changing the race, it's not because uh, you didn't scar him or mute him in this film. You actually completely misunderstood what drives him or thought it wasn't important enough to preserve. And yeah, that his action spoke louder than his words. Yeah. And that cripples. It doesn't matter if they get it right. It doesn't matter if the next movie uh, does the helicopter scene with him and Scarlet and he loses his voice and his face and and now we're back on track for the for the old school folks doesn't matter because you've shown us that throughout almost all of this movie he is a revenge obsessed manipulative jewel thief and that can be a lot of people that can't be snake eyes and that's what dooms this movie and on some level this is going back to my hasbro time paramount the idea was to launch a universe of hasbro movies through paramount based on their own boys franchises so but paramount would only start with gi joe because it was the only one with previous theatrical success depending on on how you want to define that but they had to start with gi joe before they would entertain micronauts or rom or mask and you think you think they're going for those franchises now oh, after after I mean, what they've seen from the returns on snake eyes i mean you're not doing micronauts or mask regardless because if you're trying to build a franchise there's there's you might as well just go for something completely new at that point and leave hasbro out of it because there's when, like nothing's been done with mask in 35 years. Nothing's been done with Micronauts in 40 years. Who cares? Other, other than them hiring and paying for 15 writers to sit in a writer's room and go like they were they were getting work on a mask script when I was there. So they they were at least putting money towards it. I don't know if it went any further than that, but. I mean, they were they that the plan was that Joe the new the third Joe movie, which was not Snake Eyes Origins when I was around it, was the tip of the spear, and wow, uh, not anymore. Mm -mm. Uh, I I am actually the soft grader. I went B minus. That was as low as I could go with the stuff that I did like in this movie. Uh, with as you guys said, just missing the main character the way that they did. Um. I liked most of the non snake eyes stuff in this movie. I really yeah. did. No, we didn't talk about it, but uh, take, 
except for the big snakes. I'm not a fan of the big snakes. But <laughs> take the big snakes out, and I'm okay with the rest of it. And it just all hinged on writing the Snake Eyes character well. And after Act One, they didn't do that at all. Yeah. Um, and and so it's really tough for me to 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 uh, to go lower than that. But at the same time, I I feel like I'm being the softballer on that. Um, I think the cast was great. I think Henry Golding was pretty good. He just he, they didn't give him a whole lot to work with. They just kind of said, "Here's your lines. Go emote something." So and, I'll, and he and, did. Yeah, I, and, I, and I'll, my so uh, yes, I was so, just so, saying. Oh, we're all over each other. Oh, and they told him, "Be British in every other line. It'll be cool." <laughs> mm. um, so toilet teal. Uh, my wife Rebecca. She, um, you know, she doesn't. She knows who this stuff is, but she doesn't really care or whatever. Um, but she does like Henry Golding, and she actually came away from it going, "Like, is he supposed to be a badass? Because he's so charming in it that as a complete outsider, her read on it was that guy's not a badass at all. He's a charming dude and very likable. And I don't. That's not the Snake Eyes that I think. That's not." Snake Eyes. He's a nice guy, but he's a badass. Yeah, like there's a genuine likability to Snake Eyes. Yeah. He's reliable and dependable and generally good-natured. Yes, but but not but, charming. Yeah, that's not what this guy has going for him. Yeah, right, yeah. Snake, Snake Eyes that we're used to kind of has an earthiness to him. Even, yeah. even the and old a grim show. Like those guys, they'd be talking to this guy who wasn't going to talk back. But right. like the dialogue they wrote for him on the kids' show yeah and even but even let's look at let's look at let's look at how the 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 scant times we've seen him portrayed in vietnam he was quiet he kept to himself Mm -hmm. he was he was you know he was solid and you trust him and you believe in him and all that stuff but he was he was a grounded dude he was very hmm, you know and that's not that's not what what we got at all yeah yeah and again nothing to do with race nothing to do hey diana you know nothing to do with uh oh god no yeah nothing like that this is it's just they just missed on the character yeah, and, totally. and for the for the golden casting, it just feels like they sent this out in Hollywood and they gave it to the best name who said yes, right? And sure. then they went, well, we'll make him we'll make him charming because Golding's very talented. He is, just, yeah. Just they, not, really, they let him not down. The, not the right guy here, right? And I, some, I don't, and I, don't even know, I don't even know if he's the right guy. That's how bad the writing was for the snake character. I'm not I'm not pinning this on Henry Golding at all. I don't think Hollywood's going to either because I think the rest of us kind of smelled the dog that 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 character was in this movie and I don't think anybody's going eh, Henry Golding but no. sometimes I He's think with him sleepwalking through the dupe yeah. you know you know who he really was playing I mean let's let's really boil it down and I know you've been waiting for this Mike he wasn't playing snake eyes the whole movie he was really playing bling uh Black Dragon from J.I. Joe Extreme. <laughs> Extreme! 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 He I'm really was playing Black Dragon. That, I think you just baited me into screaming Extreme yeah, at, yeah. at 1020 at night in a new Has- hotel. Hashtag release the Extreme. <laughs> That's who he was playing. A ninja badass who was sassy and talked smart and charming and was, you know, and showed his face all the time. Yeah, this was a backdoor GI Joe Extreme pilot. Let's be real. That's yeah. a big cut, but I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what this I, was. 
I think sometimes Coach left with, on brand. Extreme. Sometimes with those those really iconic roles, comic book role ish, when they finally cast them in Hollywood, sometimes it's better when they go with an actor you don't really know, right? Right. How good was it that we had no idea who Hugh Jackman was when he exactly. showed up as Wolverine? That that totally. Henry Cavill wasn't really well known when he showed up as Superman. And it's why I think Ben Affleck could never succeed as Batman because he was never going to be Batman to me. He was always going to be Ben Affleck. And on a smaller level, I think we got, we tasted some of that here with Golding as Snake Eyes. Yeah. So to, to go around the G.I. Joe world, or at least as it re relates to us, uh, Racktime Rob uh, went C+. Plus on Snake Eyes. Uh, Dave and Draper. He, he's right, by the way. Uh, Dave Draper from Toy World Order. Uh, he went C minus, and that's got a little asterisk by it. Uh, he would have given it a D had Baroness not been as hot as she was. That was that was the, the thought there. Um, Carson from 3D Joe's, our, our former co-host, went B plus. Carson went strong. He enjoyed the movie. Uh, noted author James Cavanaugh, F. Whoa. <laughs> strong. Strong and believe me, that was uh, I asked. I asked James for a letter grade. I I, I posed you guys the same question because I didn't want to talk about it with you before we talked about it here. All right. I do the same thing with these guys. Like if I could, I don't want to talk about the movie because I don't want to be influenced by what you have to say. But if you give me a letter grade, what would it be? James went F, and then then came the rant because he just had to let it out. <laughs> I didn't read it. I was just like, damn, James, you're angry about this one. And finally, Phil Donnelly of Articulated Points, who is rumored to be Biff McHonky Dunk, uh, gave it a solid B. So that, a, that's a, uh, a kinder man than me. From our from our our uh, extended circle of of folks there, that's oh. what I got. Joe Colton only saw the movie today, so I didn't have a chance to to get any input from her because I got I got stuff I got to do. All valid. All valid. So we'll find we'll find out. We'll get a letter. We'll get a letter grade from her next. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a fun it's a fun ninja movie. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it, it is. It's a fun. Yeah, it's a fun action movie. I've certainly it's seen fine. a lot worse. Uh, um, there were some elements to the cinematography that I really really dug into the design, like the use of the neon, uh, the credit scene, like when they when the stuff with the you know with the the drumming and the, like all that stuff was exciting, but it disappears for. 90% of the movie. Like, I wanted more of that stuff, more of that kind of stylization to the movie. Yeah. Uh, it, I think that I mean, would have really helped. The ninja compound scenes that were beautifully shot. Oh, beautiful. When Absolutely. They're in, when they're in Tokyo, that it felt very authentic. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. sometimes when, when you're in a foreign place, it's just a bunch of stuff thrown around a soundstage. But this was not that. They, they no. took great pains to make sure that that looked like a back, back alley in Tokyo kind of stuff. So I... There's a lot of things to like in this movie, and unfortunately, it just doesn't make a coherent, satisfying movie. Yeah, I know somebody who gave it an A for amazing. And uh, so the question that we have here is actually what I was coming to next from Action Figure Expert. So what do you guys put first, second, third between Rise of Cobra, Retaliation, and Snake Eyes? How, how are you ranking these up, Joe Slepsky? Uh, the best being Retaliation, the second being Snake Eyes, the third being Rise of Cobra. Mark Weber. I mean, Rise. There's so much wrong with Rise of Cobra, but they didn't. They didn't get any of the characters dead wrong. 
So I put Snake Eyes at the bottom. If you if you completely get Snake Eyes wrong, they gave him Snake lips. Eyes, Mark, they gave him lips. Yeah, but he didn't talk. It's true. No, worse, worse. He he's done a vow of silence. Even worse than not talking. He was choosing to have a vow of silence, which again shows whoever's in charge of this knows you they no absolutely they don't know what they're doing. But he didn't steal Absolutely. anything or betray yeah. anybody. Wait, so why? Well, hold on. He stole. He stole breakfast. I'll take heart of gold. Uh, as a child, he stole breakfast with mask lips over. Uh, <laughs> I, I over am going to the same as Joe does. I am going retaliation first. Yeah. Because uh, frankly, my my benchmark for GI Joe movies, ninjas fighting on a mountainside. That's pretty That's a great, great scene. scene. And, and the rock yeah. is it's hard to deny the rock it is i mean he's yeah. he's awesome he was, and he if was there if, to lift retaliation he was there to put the the nails in the coffin on snake eyes if you're a gi joe fan and you didn't get goosebumps when they had the hallway face off between yeah. snake eyes and storm shadow like yeah i mean that that's about as good as it gets well, yeah. ask the man himself, Snake Eyes Declassified, C-minus for me. Well, there you go. From from Snake Eyes himself. But um, that brings us to the end of our What's on Joe Mind, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins movie coverage. Um, we need a couple weeks to recover. I'm sure that it'll be uh, just like the other ones where we we didn't feel so good for a while, and then slowly we came back around. Um, I guess the, the question, the last question that, that I want to leave us with, and we've touched on this the last couple of weeks, Mark, what does this mean for the franchise? You're, you're a guy who used to run this franchise. What does this mean? I think, uh, what's, when you look at it from a, from a pure toy perspective, the fact that it got moved up by Paramount and Hasbro could not get the figures on shelf in time. So you didn't have it in stores. And I've, I've been, I went to a couple stores this week. I mean, it's really Walmart and Target now. I've never seen a more devastated toy aisle Holy than, what, than what we're seeing right now. So obviously there's, there's shipping issues and some China issues here uh, or Vietnam issues, depending uh, on where they're actually getting made. But the idea that they, the only people who bought this stuff are the diehard collectors who pre-ordered it months ago when it was first shown. There's no walk-up fans and there's no walk-up product to buy. Yeah, I so still haven't is, gotten mine. No, this is gonna, it and, yeah. I hope they didn't overproduce it because this is going to tank at retail like crazy. And it's a bit of a redo of retaliation that because of the, the wait, the year-long wait to get it to shelves, caused it not to have collector pounce because the collectors already bought it a year before and having it sit in their DCs and frustrate Walmart target. And at the time toys R us, and then to not have it sell like gangbusters the first couple weeks, like every movie product does is what doomed GI Joe at retail. And so this is, this is going to be a bit of a hard sell to say, to be able to say to, Walmart and Target. Look, we know the Snake Eyes movie stuff didn't move for you, but the classified stuff has sold extremely well for the last year and a half. Yeah. So 
the movie didn't do what we wanted. They'll blame it on blame it on COVID, which is not. There is some validity to that, but it wasn't COVID that sank this movie. It was the mischaracterization of the lead character, and they'll need to be able to pivot off of that. and And I can't imagine Paramount on a movie that cost eighty eight million to make, and at least that in advertising is going to be real gung ho, pun intended about making another film. So if you're Hasbro, you have to pivot away from this and say, COVID sank the movie and it gave us no chance to connect with uh, the mainstream audience. But the collector base is substantial and they are valid and viable. And we'll be back to classified figures and the retro line before you know it. And I didn't really get away from it and say, don't abandon G.I. Joe because it is a viable collector-driven brand. Mark, what do you think this does for the viability of the proposed Lady J show? I mean, uh, the a Netflix adult-themed or at least adult-ish show, or is it Netflix or is it somewhere else? I forget. Amazon. Amazon, Amazon? Sorry. Yeah. sorry. They're not counting on that to sell, uh, to sell action figures. So I don't think it, I don't think it kills it. It might dim it a little bit, but if the if that's supposed to be like the new alias, then this movie not not working is doesn't kill it. But I think what it might bring into question is uh, the animation, right? That we heard about for 2022, I think. Mm -hmm. Like it was supposed to have two seasons, but I think they thought they'd be bringing in a whole bunch of new young G.I. Joe fans that this film is not creating. So, and, and I, like I said before, if you truly believed in this franchise and they had plenty of time to work on it because this got delayed enough, mm -hmm. uh, you would have had animation coming right out of the movie. Yeah. And even, even with the original yeah. street date, even the original street date of the fall, didn't have this animation coming right out of it. So even if it's early 2022, it's not quite the same thing. Any truth to the rumor that they delayed the release of Snake Eyes the movie, not because of COVID, but in order to coincide with the release of Snake Eyes Dead Game number five? <laughs> it was about the same quality. <laughs> That's a cheap shot. Cheap shot. A lot of, lot of feet. A lot more feet in the movie, though. And clearly shown feet in the movie. But, uh, real quick, let's let's get to the news. And there is not a ton of it. Um, but uh, first off is going to be the box office receipts. Uh, from the week ending August 1, uh, the winner last weekend at the box office was Jungle Cruise, which was new, uh, $35 million. Uh, number two, old in its second week. Uh, held on fairly strong, made $6.9 Third place was The Green Knight, which I don't even know what that is, but it was new. I'm excited oh, to see that good. movie. It looks uh, good, yeah. Yeah, it's like old-school Excalibur fantasy stuff. Uh, okay. I really want to see that. Uh, in fourth place, Black Widow, uh, in its fourth week, went $6.5 In fifth place, Stillwater, which is new, went $5.2 So Snake Eyes slid out of the top five. Oh, wait, no, it actually slid out of the top six. Space Jam 2 in its third week went $4.3 uh, And then in seventh place, finally, we get to Snake Eyes in its second week. 
uh, lost 70% of its gate from the first week and checked in at almost $4.1 million. Uh, that is a tough fall, and that does put Snake Eyes... Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we got problems. There's a bomb Uh-oh. there. Uh-oh. And there it goes. There. Yeah. It's this... Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I mean, and you saw this all the time, all those ads this week saying, the number seven movie in America. Yeah. yeah. Hurry, and, hurry and go see it because it won't be in theaters much longer. That's it. Yeah. Limited time engagement. Oh, that's there's your problem right there. It's Firefly. No, oh, it's Firefly the saboteur. That damn Firefly. Man, man, I'm sh- oh, that's terrible. I, I they it, were gonna, they were going to write him into this movie as as kind of a guy who likes kooky hijinks and makes balloon animals. Well, well, so there's a there in that motorcycle scene. There's one dude who's on that trailing motorcycle, who's got crazy feathers or stuff sticking out of them. That had to be somebody that they ended up cutting out of the movie. But all it does is confuse me because it's nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's it's shocking. And I don't understand how you don't see that and then just go, well, maybe we either just reshoot that. I don't know something, but it was that character, whoever that actor is, is so stylized that it stands out to be somebody special. And then it's nothing. And some nope. guys just murder somebody and, and adds to the confusion of who's fighting who in the scene. Well, and when they brought them back for reshoots to get the camera shakier, you would have thought they would have, uh, you know, made, made <laughs> not shaky enough. As you can see, those stats are from box office, mojo.com. Uh, so they're there. I, I don't have a total for you to this point. But, I like that you. I like that you put the footnote on your on your stream slide to make sure we trust you with those stats. I like that. Sure. Why would we not? It's legit. I don't, I'm not going out and doing this counting myself. I wish it was Raptor. If it was Raptor, if you just saw a dude show up at the end with a giant bird of prey and was like, "Wow!" All of a sudden, I'm intrigued. I'll do your taxes. Wah! Yeah. But, uh, that brings us to our, our late filing. Oh, nice. Uh, Marauder Task Force Vietnam is still out there. It's funded. Uh, their campaign ends on August 14th at 11:30 p.m., which means they got about a week to go. And I'll pull up the numbers right here. Uh, again, eight days left. Their goal was sixty-four thousand dollars, and they are currently at three hundred twenty thousand six hundred eighty dollars. So, yeah, if you back this project, it's going to get made. You can back without fear. Uh, At one point, that's going to surpass the Snake Eyes box office. Yeah, they've they've funded something like 15 stretch goals. So you got lots of options. Marauder Task Force is a fantastic product if you're into uh, three and three-quarter, four-inch figures, um, both in terms of the figures and the guns, just great quality on both. Uh, you You cannot go wrong if you're pledging marauder task force uh they are the stuff yeah uh, similarly uh, strike force alpha is that new project also um in the three and three quarter four inch scale more of a gi joe style motif o-ring uh o-ring styled it is not o-ring well o-ring ish sorry they're exactly they're o-ring ish it's our our friends call sign longbow they're doing o-rings but they're they're not out there there we go that's uh, cool that, that they're all slightly different, right? While still all 
kind of baked from the GI Joe oven. Uh, They are also funded. Uh, Their campaign ends a bit sooner. That is at August 8th at about one in the morning. So essentially you've got the rest of the night tonight and all day tomorrow to pledge that is funded. Their goal of $77,000 has been met. They are currently sitting at 98,274. Uh, so they have a good amount there, and you can head on over to Kickstarter and type in Strikeforce Alpha and see see what they've got available uh, on their their Kickstarter thing as well. Again, looks great. Uh, they've got Bill Merkline doing one of their sculpts, and so uh, looks like a, an interesting project there. William J. with 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 the rim shot looks like no ring. Yeah, there you uh, go. That was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty. William. Good. William, I apologize. You didn't make you. You got stuck on the cutting Some, room. Sometimes you set the ball on the tee, and the batter just docks it out of the park. Right. Stuck on the cutting room floor on that uh, that Gem City project. It's it's. I screwed up the audio on your your take there, so I apologize. That's on me. But that's uh, that's it for the news. That's all we got on news. There's no no actual GI Joe news this week. Uh, just a just a quick Kickstarter roundup. And good for them. I'm glad all those guys got their stuff funded. They're doing yeah, great, great work, all of them. Absolutely. Uh, Joe Slepsky. Yeah. Any, you got uh, any, any uh, what'd you get in this week? Uh, actually, uh, today, my um, uh, Snake Eyes bobblehead, the new Funko, not bobblehead, the new Funko, showed, oh. up, in, showed up in Amazon today. And here and, I am bobbling. Yeah, and last night, randomly, I was, I was, uh, I don't I don't drink, but often I'm up late with my iPad on eBay, buying things and forgetting things, forgetting that I buy them. <laughs> hey, nice drop. <laughs> so last night I bought a um, I bought a dollar store uh, a dollar store Storm Shadow, the orange one, and I bought a um, Operation Trojan Gambit. So I, I'm looking forward to getting those. Excellent. Yeah, Mark Weber, where'd you get in? I don't have. Yeah, I'm not at home, so I don't have anything. I like to show it off, show it off when I can. Uh, but something I bought this week, which is kind of ironic, because I just you know stomped all over the movie. But I have theatrical posters for Rise of Cobra and Retaliation. You know, the nice double sided, put up in a light box display kind of thing. Nice. And so I went. Ah, the posters aren't bad. They're better than the movie. So I, I landed a Snake Eyes theatrical poster on a on a pretty cheap eBay win this week. So and got that in and and it's in good shape. So you know someday uh, when I have the room to put it in, you know maybe I'll have all three posters framed and up nice. So but it was it was something I kind of wanted and I got it at a good price. So that's a win. All right. And for me, what I got in and this is a couple of weeks ago. I've talked about them, but we moved. So I didn't have him to show off, but Beachhead number 22 showed up. And he nice. is complete. He's got his little ammo bag. He is he's pretty pristine. Joints are nice and tight, and the point paints okay. It's got a couple of little scuffs in, in a few spaces. It's not one of the best two or three, but it's in that next group after that. Nice. Uh, and literally just a couple days ago, uh, number 23 showed up. <laughs> so he he's got no gear, but he's a really nice figure. What's uh, your what's your what's your goal? As many as possible, or do you have like do you want to get fifty? Oh, I don't know. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. At this point, <laughs> at this point, it's all I'm actively collecting outside of classified. Nice. 
So we'll know when we get there. I think Thanks. it's cool that Mike refers to it as Beach Party 86, but once you get to 86, can you stop? No. No. There'll no, why would I stop at 86? That's a well, I think I think it's smart. I think it's smart to build up your army to fight Joe Colton's red ninjas off. I would need at least 700 for that, wouldn't I? Well, I mean, I'd need a lot more than 86. They need to send them in. There's a go to the Kofi page and support the Beachhead Accumulation Fund. <laughs> that is not what that is for. It's <laughs> not what the Kofi page is for. The Kofi page is not for Beachhead Accumulation. That is not going. That is that is for show expenses. Yeah, we're gonna get Alanis Morissette in here singing something sad to help fund uh, the Beachhead Accumulation Fund. Uh, it's, that's not uh, that's not Alanis Morissette. That's um, who is it? Sarah McLaughlin. I can't get her. So, but I I got a, an in with Morissette. So all right, fair enough. But uh, yeah, we 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 the we we got uh, we pay for Streamyard with with coffee. We pay for uh, Podbean with coffee, like that's that's what keeps everything rolling out at, at a decent high production value. That's that's what the coffee is for. It's purely expenses, not for that is not for Beach Party eighty six. Beach Party eighty six is out of my pocket. I, I apologize then because I've been using it wrong. Oh God! You try. You're killing us. You're yeah. killing us, Hancho. You're I, supposed to be you're supposed to be the one with some kind of distinguishedness. I'm the I'm the king of Newark, man. I'll do what I want. That's true. I, that's fair enough. The king of Newark uh, does what he pleases. That's many it. the many kings of Newark. That's true. <laughs> How many guys do you have to chest bump to get into the the hotel room today? You know what? It was a it was kind of a, a shaky uh, high five actually, but it's cool. <laughs> A shaky high five. Oh Lord. Uh, oh. We drove we drove by uh the stadium and I said, Derek, that's where the Giants play and the Jets lose. I, that's where the Giants lose too, really. They're not uh, that good. I guess that's true. They're not that good. So, anyways, uh shout outs. Joe Slepsky, who are we shouting out to? Um Toilet Teal. Big shout out to Toilet Teal for always supporting me and being a trooper with all the Snake Eyes Michigas. For for all of the uh, all the folks who just tuned in in the last twenty minutes, who's Toilet Teal? Toilet Teal's my wife, Rebecca. She's there a frequent go. frequent guest on my show, and there she put go. up she puts up with all this stuff. I, I bought a I bought a frame for the Snake Eyes poster. Uh, you know, I didn't put I, I also have no space to put stuff up yet. And she saw me framing it, and I just looked at her. I said, "For when we get a bigger place." And, and where can we find the Joe on Joe podcast? You can find the Joe on Joe podcast on any podcatcher, uh, wherever you get your pods. Um, you can also fi find me on socials at Joe on Joe pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Easy to reach. Say hello. Give me a listen. Tell your friends. Been doing some fun stuff. We're doing a lot of illustrated episodes. We did a nice, fun dead game review in the style of the great legendary Bob Newhart. Um, yeah, this is good. It's a fun, ep it's a fun episode. I, I I, I got some good. My listeners seem to enjoy it. So. You should have got you should have got the priest on that uh, Bob Newhart episode. You no. should have been your other, your other brother Daryl. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you get the the podcatchers that we have down linked below. 
if you if you go to any of them and just type yeah, Joe, Joe and Joe podcast, yeah. you can find me. Yeah, it's out there. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else, Joe? Any other shout outs? No, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Shout out to all the listeners. Everyone's awesome. We'll be at that SoCal Joe show. Uh, So say hi. Walking around. There you go. King of Newark, who we shouting out to? I mean, it's got to be the the King's Court. Like, the fact that we drove, you know, we drove from Rhode Island to New Jersey as fast as we could. Got in the hotel. My uh, head of tech, uh, the lovely Mrs. Weber, got me set up and online. So I was... I was barely late. Uh, I was actually on time, Joe Colton time. Uh, but for the for the for the kids and Mrs. Weber, who were like, "Well, just run down the hotel pool. You can do your podcast. It'll be fine." To find out, the pool is closed. Awesome. So they have been really good sports while I uh, fulfilled my podcast. Uh, so they're sitting, they're sitting in the room with you. Yeah, they're. I, if I look over my shoulder, they're all tapping their watch. Like really? So you're not going to hand the camera over. No, 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 no. And, they, and they're right. So for them uh, playing long, uh, because I, I really wanted to be on the podcast tonight. So uh, I appreciate them enabling me. We, we appreciate them too. My goodness, I had no idea this was a family affair tonight. Oh, yeah. They're all here. They're just barely contained. They're going to talk a lot once I hang up. Thank God for phones, right? Right. So I'm talking about. But uh, my shout outs, of course, uh, if you're tuning in and watching us live on the stream tonight, uh, you got a shout out there if you are catching us on recording. We love you too. Shout us out. Um, uh, by all means, remember to to like our video down below. Share us on your social media, and of course, most of you are real good about this. But go ahead and subscribe uh, and enable notifications, and you know all the to- all the stuff that we do on a regular basis. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at what's on at WOJM. What's on Joe Mind on Twitter at WOJM podcast at what's on Joe mine on Instagram. And of course you're, you're on our YouTube channel. All the links are, are down there below. Uh, you can also Mark's already brought up our, our coffee account. I don't have the, the swear jar. I didn't figure I needed it tonight. Cause Joe Colton is, is on assignment. We so, were good. Yeah, we're, we were fine. We we're all right. We generally are when we're generally swear free when Joe Colton's not around, uh, give a shout out to, Racktime Rob, the unsung uh, hero and fourth man of the operation here. What's on Joe Mind? Oli. Oli, the rock. Uh, give a shout out to our sponsors, the Kokomo Toys. Uh, we'll very quickly sing the theme song, Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Did the family sing along? Uh, no, but they're like, what's going on? Transformers and GoBots. Ooh, I want to buy a. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? Something Pretty like much. Yeah. Much. There's more there, but I, I just got to get that down, man. You got to I get... just thought of that. Listen, I just had 10 seconds to think of it. Let's be honest, though. Ain't Come nobody on, buying. That was pretty, I thought it was pretty good. Ain't nobody buying GoBots. Ah, you'd be surprised, man. Hmm. Pricey. And Barbie and Funko. Come on. Like, like all, like like all that's the... not going to be in your head now for the rest Pricey. of the night. Pricey. Although this guy was cheap because he didn't have anything. So, but anyways. Uh, uh, about wraps us up for one more, <laughs> one more week on what's on Joe Mind. Wow, I'm, I'm getting tired now. Well, out of gas. We are we are still in the what's on Joe Mind podcast, and uh, we're we're getting wrapped up one more time. But let me let me continue to throw out our our message that we've been repeating ad nauseum. Uh, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Please go out, get yourself vaccinated, not once but twice. Um, 
make just just do it for your neighbors do it for your family uh do it for the folks that really have a, a lot to lose like their lives yep all this and and let's let's just get this done so we can all go back to to you know meeting and greeting one another at shows uh and not having to wear masks even if they are stylish joe on joe podcast masks oh, yes. um so good and uh and and okay. please just get that done it's free it's harmless and it will protect you uh, from the, the deadliest disease that we have encountered in our lifetimes. But uh, for my co-host, Mark Weber, for our guest host, Joe Slepsky, I'm Mike Irizarry. Be sure to join us next Friday on the What's on Joe Mind team stream. Everybody have a great rest of the week. Enjoy your weekend. All that other good stuff. Hit the button. Hit the button on Joe. Oh, my God.